What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 51 of the Bit by Bit podcast. In this week's breakdown episode, Joey returns to help your hosts, Blake and Brian, with our E3 2017 year in review, as well as some predictions for the upcoming 2018 conference. So put both earbuds in, turn up the volume, and let's break it down bit by bit. Currently May. Coming up will be E3 next month. Drum roll. We will be doing different coverage this year than we did last year. <laughs> yes, you will not be receiving three episodes in one week. Oh man. Over oh, an hour gosh. long. That was that was exhausting. I was around for that. It was exhausting. Holy cow. Yep. Right. I don't think uh I don't think I mean a lot of us follow it and the people that care are following the things they care about. We don't need to break down every individual thing this year. So why don't you tell them what we're going to do instead? So (laughs) uh, I think it'd be good to look back and see where uh, last year ended up, uh, where everything landed from last year. And then we can kind of do predictions of what we would like to see from this year, what we think would be nice but definitely isn't going to happen, and uh, what's what's just a surefire thing that's definitely going to happen. Uh, we've gone through and done a list of a few of these. Uh, first off, uh, Spider-Man PS4. Let's talk yeah. about that. I'm excited about it. it looks I'm good. personally excited about it. it. It looks like what I've always wanted out of a Spider-Man game since Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. arguably the best Ooh. Spider-Man game ever made Great. thus far. Greatest swing mechanics ever. Ever. And this one is better. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, watching Game Informer, I think it was, yeah, Game Informer. They went and they played, they have a bunch of gameplay videos up, and they did like an extensive, in-depth look at the mechanics of him swinging and just the interviews with the people in charge of that, like how they approached it. You know, this is this is Spider-Man after he's been Spider-Man for a while. Like, mm-hmm. he's very, very good at his web swinging and everything and very acrobatic. So and Isn't that scheduled to release this year? Is that... Mm-hmm. I feel like yep. this is one I've heard what when did they start talking about that game because it was announced last year at E3 like in its full wasn't it or are they just going to be showcasing it this yeah. year and it's they, releasing yeah. they showed a pretty good trailer at E3 last year that yeah. definitely they just, did and they they teased Miles Morales at the end yeah of course yeah because everybody wants Miles Morales yep I mean, I love Peter Parker and his story, but it's played out. Like we Old know. hat. Get it out of here. <laughs> it yeah. is bad. I mean, well, his story's not bad, but <laughs> holy cow, is it so beaten into the ground. It is. It is, man. But I, I think they're doing it right. I think they're going to do him justice. And maybe, maybe the end game for the game itself, since this is like their own take on Spider-Man, is that Miles takes over. Maybe end game, Peter retires after the storyline's over and you become Miles or something. I don't know. I feel like that would be some good fan service would get them a lot of points, you know, mm-hmm. or just sadly, weave Miles into the story somehow. Uh, sadly, I don't have a PlayStation 4, so I will not be playing this. <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that leads into the, the next one that I was going to mention was God of War. Oh, yeah, that looks pretty. 
Now, see, I listen to a lot of gaming podcasts, and uh, sure. a lot of people already have their hands on that and have been playing a lot of it, and it doesn't sound like a bad game at all. I've not seen a ton of yeah. it, but it, to me, very much sounds like everything that I didn't really care about for the old God of Wars is like completely different. Mm-hmm. Kind of... Yeah. Uh, same, same, but different. It sounds like same, the, same. <laughs> the new take on Assassin's Creed, you know, like the way sure, that yeah, they did yeah, yeah. Origins versus how Assassin's Creed's always been in the past is like this is kind of God of War's awakening to something new. Mm-hmm. It's a refresh. It's not like yeah. a true reboot, but it's it's a generational refresh where exactly. it's, they took a step back and they're like, we got to update this. It can't just be the same again you know right especially right. once you start digging into you know like pretty much all your big triple a series is at this point is like you have to do something different because you know i'm tired of playing the same thing like neat you slapped a five on it it's the same game i've been playing for the last three years like i'm over it where's the new you know where's the new ips give me something new and it seems like a lot of companies and developers are going that way you know, this is what you know and love, but, like, here's a new take on it. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan but of the I, new Assassin's Creed. I think a lot of people were. It did yeah. really well. Very grindy, was, but it was refreshing. That was a third one that was announced. Uh, we can jump into that one next. Um, yeah, I got some stuff to say about that game. I'm not going to I'm not gonna cut Gears of War down. If Our Gears of War, that's one for this year. God uh, of War. God of War, <laughs> if anybody has God anything else to say about it. I've just heard good things. I've not actually had my yeah. hands on it. I've heard arguments for game of the year. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So something that um, they did new with this game is it's set up to be all one camera shot. Yeah. So even through like cutscenes and everything, I've heard that like you're going to have Kratos like blocking the camera at times, but you know, it's all just there's no jumping over the shoulder for conversations, you know. It doesn't it's like, all just one shot. It doesn't pull way back when you enter combat, which is something they used to do. It was like show you yeah. the whole area. And didn't they say they've integrated like him blocking the screen and like white flashes of things or, like how they integrated the loading screens and stuff. So it's like supposed to be semi seamless as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Anything's got to be better than Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no loading screens. And it's just the guy standing there spinning the skateboard. <laughs> like, uh, I know what you're doing. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. not fooling anybody. It's like, oh, before I go into this room, let me do this quick trick over here that you can't control anything. <laughs> oh, man. American Wasteland. What did we just transition into that I already forgot? Uh, uh, from God of War? Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed Origins. Oh, Assassin's Creed. Um, so... Yeah, that was another one that was announced uh, last year at E3. We got we had some awesome footage. Uh, it's all set in Egypt. It came out, and I would say, from what I can tell, it was received really well. Definitely. It was it was very grindy. I spent probably oh, I would say a good thirty hours or more in that game. Um, very good. In my opinion, it was like we were talking. It was a really fresh take on an old idea. You know, it was just similar enough to like make you realize, you know, oh my god, this is the Assassin's Creed I love. But it was everything new, more RPG driven. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little let down. They just straight 
stole from Destiny. It had the color-oriented loot and, like, different level cap, and they never really made any one weapon. Like, it didn't matter what weapon you had, because five minutes later, you were going to find something better. Like, there was no... Mm. There was no real reason to invest time in any one sort of setup. And then the level caps were brutal. Um, Mm. In Assassin's Creed in the past, it was always, you know, like if you were decent at the combat, you could fight anybody at any time. In this game, it was all level-based and more RPG-driven. And, like, if you tried to fight something that was more than, like, two or three levels above you, wrecked. Every time. (laughs) And then there were parts where you'd like progress far enough in the story. What ultimately drove me away was like progressing far enough in the story where it's just like you straight, you can no longer do the campaign without just grinding side quests. Because the level, Ah. levels that would be required to complete the missions that you would unlock was just like, you know, come back when you're level 30. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't think a main story should be, uh, like completely cut off from having to just grind hours and hours and hours of side content. But the side content in that game was very inviting. It was a really good game. I just That's good. It was about the time I was playing it that you fools talked me into building a PC. So there were other <laughs> games to be played. That's true. Now something that's different about the PC version of Assassin's Creed, they just uh, released something called the Animus Control Panel, which is pretty righteous it's all through you play um i mean you have you, yeah great <laughs> we have you have to my launch favorite the interface through you play but uh what it lets you do is control the animus so you can mm-hmm. you can change like everything about the game you can play like or you can change the character that you play as you can give yourself really? like, a ton of animal companions you can change enemy types you can change the world to a degree um, I did not just know change anything about all these that. Factors. That sounds tight. It's pretty cool. I think it's it's a way to extend the longevity of the game, which is also something I feel like Ubisoft has really been pushing lately. Um, Far Cry 5's arcade mode is a very good example of that, where they're bringing in assets from all these other Ubisoft you know, IPs and mm-hmm. letting you build with them. Like, you can create a custom map that's all Assassin's Creed assets inside mm-hmm. Far Cry 5 and then go fight your friends, or you can set up a whole level scenario and play through it, you know? That sounds uh, awesome. It's pretty cool. Like, I've always really respected Far Cry for the for that fact, the level editor, and the amount of control they give you over the multiplayer aspect. It's pretty insane. So I'm, I'm glad they took it a step further this time. Now, did we also see Far Cry at E3 last year? Yes, it was. I believe we did. It was at 2017. 2017. That was, that's one that I'm still, I'm still itching to get my fingers on. I am too. Because it's real good. I, it looks really good. And then like watching little gameplay, the game looks beautiful. The only thing I will forever say, not to just be negative about everything. I think (laughs) they... They really could have done something with that story. And from everything yeah. I've heard, it sounds like they, like anytime it builds up to a point where like you could really do something with it, it's like they very noticeably back off. It's just like, uh, what, uh, what sort of mess, like, what are you getting at here? You know, I mean, right. I think it's like they, they're trying to prove a point, but they don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, it's like, exactly. well, you can't, you yeah, can't do I both. Was, <laughs> you, oh, I was going to say, I mean, since it's, 
since it's based in America and it's focused a lot around religion and a cult, do you think that because of the times that we're in that they had just this this shadow of over them that they're like, ah, we want to do this game justice, but we really can't feel like we can just push it all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ubisoft's PR department. But I mean, if you're, that. if you're going to go for it, go for it. I mean, don't like, don't half ass it. The idea of that story and the premise of the location and what's going on. I mean, you've already set that. So mm-hmm. I think that right there as a player, I would expect, you know, a certain amount of something, but they just Controversy. like, yeah, sure. they keep it just right on the edge. And it's like, ah, you know, it's almost more of a letdown. I mean, it seems like I can understand that. I've played about a third of the game right now, and I will say that, I mean, it's it's pretty f***ed up. Like, Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I've read that as well. I read that before I bought it, and it actually made me not really want to buy it, but then I got this killer deal that Brian hooked me up with, and uh, I just had to get it, so I started playing it, and I, I don't really understand that perspective, honestly, because I feel like, they do push it right up to the line, and there's a lot of times they push it right over. But okay. I, I've never felt like I've never like been playing and been like, oh well, they they pulled back right here, like they didn't deliver on this moment. I, I've never felt that way so far. But again, I'm only a third of the way. Well, that's and good to hear so, though, because I, I agree. Like when the price is right, I very much plan on playing that game. Just it looks beautiful in what I've seen, and like hate or love whatever you want, like. Far Cry's good. It's a good, fun game oh, to yeah. play. Always has been. Yep. Have they have they pulled back on their games in the past? I mean, they're kind of known for situations um, where, like, I think this one could different. be taken poorly. This one's a little different though, because it very much, like, quite literally hits home. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's based in modern rural America, whereas even though the other games kind of pushed it is like, you know, 4 was based in the Himalayas. Is that accurate? Yeah. Um, yep. You know, like, even though that is a real place, like, to most people, we're typical Americans, and, like, we don't give a shit about anything. We don't know. Two counties yeah, over. Yeah. And then... The country was made up, though. I yeah. mean, most of it was still fiction. And then Far Cry 3, arguably, like, my favorite, and I think the best. You know, that so was good, just dude. kind of a no-name pirate island, you know... It, this one is all based on very real real places and you know different names or whatever for towns but you know it hits home in a way that they haven't in the past so this is kind of different in my opinion yep i wondered how they were gonna like set up the story in that game i'm like well there's like all this technology in america there's like cell phones and like all this stuff you have to account for first like three lines of the game as you're flying in on the chopper well, there's no cell service in this valley, son, so you're not going to be able to contact anybody once we go in. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> you Watch Dogs 3. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm going to save that for later. Yep. Oh, man. Okay. Um, what else we got? Wolfenstein 2 New Colossus. Love that game. Oh, man. Absolutely I got, love it. Didn't I, play I played it. it, got stuck, ditched it, came back, and I'm back in love with it it's crazy good it's just as good as the it's first so one. good it is i think there's a lot of people that don't think that 
I think they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfenstein 2, just as good as the first Wolfenstein reboot. So good. Friggin' BJ Blazkowicz, man. That guy. Mm. Just like a solid, just like pure-blooded American killing yeah. machine. Just the, I love the over-the-top patriotism in that game, yeah. you know? It's just so good. They do such a good job of creating the good versus evil dynamic because it's not Nazis. It's just, yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no arguing. No. Like, who's good and who's bad? You're a Nazi or you're an American. That's yeah. right. It's pretty good. I like it so far. There's a couple of mechanics that I miss. Um... I miss being able to sprint and slide into stuff. You can uh, do that. Oh man, am I missing controls? <laughs> I think you're missing controls. You playing with a controller that. or a keyboard? Come on, Brian. I'm playing with controller. I went for this one. I'm playing controller. Uh, it's just I just enjoy it more. Yeah, In a single player game. It just feels. Uh, I'm a I'm a diehard controller fan. It just mm-hmm. certain games it makes sense for keyboard, mm-hmm. but yeah. Far Cry is a controller game for me. Yeah. Like Witcher. Yeah. There's some games, especially Witcher. It's like the control scheme so complex, you know. Right. Even with my macro mouse, it's like I still yeah. get confused. I'm like, wait, what button is? Oh, God, no, that's not what I want. <laughs> oh, no. Just hit start and scroll through the menus. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Easy, easy. Wolfenstein 2, we saw last year that, that milkshake scene, you know, uh, where he comes in, the Nazi comes in and. Uh, I, I recognize you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, oh. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't have a nuke inside of this backpack. <laughs> I'm going to lock that door. <laughs> yeah. Worth, uh, that one came out. That one was shown last year. It came out. Um, I believe it received a 9.1 on IGN scale. Yeah. It's just a good game. Solid. What else we got? I'm trying to even think now. I'm not looking Hub. at the list. Oh, so okay. PUBG on Xbox. Piece of shit. Next topic. Still garbage. (laughs) Next topic. Can confirm. As of a week ago, still garbage. And moving on. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. It's. PUBG's kind of lost its nostalgia for me altogether. As much as I hate to say it, it's just not a game I find myself wanting to play. Man, me. It's going to die off eventually. Less and less. Unless there's like a huge overhaul it needs it i mean it seems like lately every update they put out for that game just like backtracks it in some way and it's like you're taking away the problem is fortnite's just whooping them too bad and they're trying way too hard to be fortnite but that's not why people play pub i mean no they're just because they're both battle royale games they're too different to be compared i mean and Fortnite's got the player base. I mean, free to play. I get it, but even having bought, I've bought PUBG on PC and Xbox. I honestly lately find myself I'd rather play Fortnite. <laughs> really, it's just a better performing game, and like the more you play it and just get familiar with it, it's like it's not as bad as everybody made it out to be. Like it's kind of a fun time. We hopped in the other night, me and Blake. Like we got rolled on for like an hour, but it was fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's true. And then eventually we started picking it up and you ended up getting some pretty sweet kills, you know, yeah. by the end of the our time playing. I didn't, but you did. So that was, that was <laughs> the good. worst is like you get one shot off on somebody and then like you watch like the hit marker. It's like, oh, I, I got 11 hit points on him. And then like 
they've got a five story base built in like two seconds. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, what uh, just happened? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this game? So yeah, I, I find myself in that situation as well. And um, so, listen to this. This is one reason that I picked up PUBG originally. Um, they were initially going to create a scenario mode where you and your three squad mates drop into the map like normal, but it's just you four, and then all of the compounds around the map are controlled by NPCs. Oh, man. And you what happened just, to that? You could just go around, and you still loot and stuff, but you just go around and clear out the entire map. That would be as tight. Like a, I would play squad. that for hours. I know. You know what you just described? Armor. Is <laughs> Wildlands. You just described... It's pretty uh, much, it'd be Wildlands. Yeah. Isn't Wildlands, Wildlands is supposed to put in like a Battle Royale mode, which yeah. would probably draw point, me back to know. that game. I mean, yeah. As, Maybe. At this point, like, hear me out on this. E3 2018. 100 Marios yeah. drop out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> You're just searching for mushrooms and one-ups, and you just beat the shit out of each other with your fist. <laughs> Or a bullet bill gun. What a weird year for yeah. PUBG. So many highs and lows. But I'm sure they've still got the player base. Like, I'm just one guy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, technical things in PUB. But it's also the region locking, you know. I know they don't want to divide the player base, like, any further than they have to. It's got to happen. That is a huge problem, though. You know, like, these, these big-name hackers are creating these really accessible hacks in China, specifically. Not that it doesn't happen here, but it's much more prevalent there. And they get out into the wild, and then it's an epidemic for, like, a month before yeah. the team has time to figure out yeah, what's causing it. it and then track it down. And then patch it from there, and then they send the Chinese government to arrest the people that made them. Yeah, dude, they've been cracking down hard on that stuff too. Can you imagine going to prison for creating because, a game hack? Yeah, yeah, that's insane. And not to it is not to add insult to injury. Could you imagine going to a Chinese prison? <laughs> Prison's a big deal. Their social credit score just went way down. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Oof, that's ridiculous. You guys, was a black, you guys black missed a that. you missed a big topic of conversation for E three last year. Unless it's on the list and we just haven't got there yet. What so, is it? Uh, does anybody remember last year seeing a specific pirate game on display? I, that's on the list. Yes, on the list. yes, we can oh, talk about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, Sea of Thieves. Um, Hours of my life came out. If you can call it that. If you could call it that, <laughs> that's my own. <laughs> uh, it's fair. It is, but for is. for a game lacking so much content, so many hours of my life have been spent playing it. I know they they literally showed you the entire game. I know jokes on, in the demo. Jokes on us. Yeah, like oh, so so we've done everything that we saw in the demo. We went and you know fought <laughs> skeletons and dug up treasure and. You know, riding back and sold stuff and bought new things. All right. Well, is there, what do you got? That was like, that was like a couple hours. Well, do it again. <laughs> Go back out. Keep do it again. doing it. Just keep <laughs> on doing it. So you can buy this shirt for 10,000 yep. gold. And then the more, yeah. the more you do it, the longer the same quest will be. Yep. yep. I'll tell you what I bought. I got my free month of game pass. I paid for one month and I just canceled it. 
because I was only using it for Sea of Thieves, and I I only think that it was worth the $10 that I paid for that same one here. month. I enjoyed it for my $10. Yeah. I did the same thing. Absolutely. But I it's not it, a $60 so game. I'm in for the long yeah. haul. You're in for the long <laughs> it, uh, haul. It'll get better. Like I know. They have like it, three major packs coming out. It just seems like we live in a day and age, you know, like, look at how many things were announced at E3 last year that we'll see again at E3 this year. And mm. then it just seems like a lot of times, I mean, I'm sure they come under fire, especially, you know, like, look at companies like EA and stuff that are, you know, publicly owned. It's like the way their stocks, they're probably just pressed to put this garbage out, you know, so they rush. Oh, yeah. I mean, constantly unfinished games are being released. And yeah. which is one sad. reason that I'm not going to go into the games industry right there. Yeah. Like, I've decided I'm, I want nothing to do with it. Like gaming's a hobby and that's where it's going to stay for me because that's right. it's just, it's too much, man. Expecting these people to work a hundred hours a week, every Oof. single day, have no family life. And oh, then yeah. in crunch time, you're working even more than that. And just to get a game out that probably isn't even going to be well received by the public, you know? Right. So it's just like soul crushing. And then after the game's out, and then what's your job? Right. Then you got to maintain it after yeah. that. Then you're just sitting out. in an idle studio, like either maintaining a game or like you get fired or. Yeah, you get laid off or they put you on a new project to start it all over again. Yeah. And there's just far too many indie studios right now. Like I love them, That's you know, ridiculous. like God help them. They're out there in this freaking shark pool. Just, yeah. uh, you know, trying to trying to float, trying to survive. And good on them. But at the end of the day, an indie game is not going to match up to the level of a AAA game, which means that it's not going to match the level of longevity that any of those games yeah. are going to provide. Would, would you argue that the consumer base is kind of, you know, don't get me wrong, we all enjoy our AAA games, but like, I'm kind of the point in my gaming personally where I would almost enjoy like more of the four or five, you know, six hour super in-depth well-done story driven stuff um like the example that, that immediately comes to mind is i was super late to the party but last summer i played firewatch and oh yeah uh, i've heard not not a long game i mean i sat down and completed it in one sitting uh now granted that sitting was like six and a half hours but it was that but good still. i just didn't want to put it down and like there was nothing complex about it. It was just a very well-written story. And it's like, I think I got it on sale for like 10 bucks. Like, I would buy a 100 of those, you know, versus two AAA titles just because, like, well, I'm going to get 90 hours out of this game. It's like, mm -hmm. if it's the same loop over and over again with these games year in, year out, like, I'd rather, right. I'd rather have the small studio done stuff where, like, it's made by dudes who give a shit about gaming. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know the studio that made Firewatch just got bought by Valve. Yes, which you know means they're going to be doing big things. Valve has yep. an eye for that sort of stuff. They do, and they just announced they're going to start making games again, which yep. is exciting. So it's about time. It is about <laughs> time. It's been like 10 years. They just like put Steam on the internet, and they're like, well, that's it. We win. <laughs> just money rolling. Money. Yep. Just we, just kick what's back. that? We need more money? Uh, reduce the price. <laughs> yeah, for this two weeks, make everything yeah. 80% off. <laughs> yeah. And now Gabe Newell is one of the richest men alive. So Yeah, he's up there. It's worth billions. That's insane to me. Holy cow. Well, for video games. Insane. I don't... Yeah, yep. we're creating a marketplace, essentially. 
with a with a very small social feature. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. that's what happens when you make Dota because that is like mm-hmm. the biggest money raking game known to man, and for that that's reason, true. I refuse to install it because I'd probably never play anything else. <laughs> I know I hate like feeling like I'm gonna get sucked into something like that. So to bounce back, we talked about Sea of Thieves, uh, Skull and Bones is kind of the opposite side of the coin to that that yeah. Ubisoft is putting out, and they're like, hey, y- y'all have your cartoony pirate game. We just took Black Flag and put a nice shiny coat on it. Why don't you give this a try? And <laughs> Remember I, all the I'm things thinking, that you loved about Assassin's Creed 4? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just its own game now. <laughs> I will yeah. gladly give that a try um, because, oh, yeah. give that a shot. as everyone knows, I'm obsessed with pirates. and <laughs> Rightfully so. Play any pirates. pirates are badass, yeah. man. Well, I mean the Pirate. idealized version of pirates right. that we all—they're probably know. just like terrible people. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they were just horrible people that had no hygiene and <laughs> yep, drunkard slobs. Uh, I would expect to see that at E3 this year. That um, I've yeah, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about it, so I'm sure we'll see something, even if mm-hmm. it's you know just a 10 second trailer. It's just like oh. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see some major improvements or at least some they'll highlight some features that differentiate it from Assassin's Creed 4 because that was immediately what everyone said. Right. Right after the trailer aired, you know, the internet just like was like, okay, so it's Assassin's Creed again. They're just right. renaming it and you know sell it for 60 bucks, you know. No one's going to buy it if they have that mentality. They got to change, mm. they got to change the game or it won't sell very well. So, uh, let's Kind of rapid fire jump through these last few ones here. Okay. Um, Blake, you had impressions on uh, or thoughts on Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah, just like brief. I think when it was announced and Microsoft was like, hey, we got a new exclusive game and they showed the first trailer, you're like, automatically my mind goes to, oh, spiritual successor to Conquer. Like that's a, that's sure. immediately yeah, what Banjo I Yeah, Banjo-Kazooie, that whole, yeah. that whole era of gaming. Yeah, but it's like um, it's the same kind of game as those, but it was it actually came out and ended up being very childish and very uh, aimed at younger uh, young kids or you know early teens that kind of deal. There was nothing like Conquer with like him stumbling around drunk, smoking cigars, shooting teddy bears, like all the great things about what I expected it to be and what I wanted it to be were just not there. So kind of a letdown, but. Definitely not a letdown to the people, you know, that it was aimed at. So sure, yeah. Uh, Shadow War, which was uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, what's the full name of that? Um, it was just uh, Shadow of War. Shadow of War. Um, or the Lord of the Rings Shadow of War, I guess, was probably yeah. The full I guess title. that's what it is. So that one actually, that one was shown and then actually came out. Um, I don't yeah. think have did. I know a little you bit about it. You guys heard anything about it? Do you know a little bit about it? Did it yeah. go well? Did it end up It, it went really well. It, it went really well. It, it definitely waited at the beginning. Um, the biggest complaint with it that I heard was there is just too much to do. Like, it's overwhelming how much content there was uh, when it released. But the biggest controversy was they introduced a real marketplace with microtransactions yep. where you bought gold and could trade things. But... But I got to give it to Monolith Studios because as soon as that backlash hit, they said, okay, we'll take them out. And they did. Yep. A new update for the game. That's nice. 
took all the microtransactions out, got rid of the market, streamlined all the combat mechanics, like every single complaint the community had. They were one of the few studios who actually listened to the feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is which is awesome. I I have a big respect for Warner Brothers and their like interactive entertainment division. I'm looking at you, Destiny Two. Yeah, dude. That's I don't even want to talk about Destiny. I was gonna get that, mad. It it went on sale for ten bucks, and even then I was like, ah, man. <laughs> because really, what they're doing is they're just getting that hook in your lip. You know, they're like, yeah. hey, ten bucks, and then they're like. Oh, hey, but we're already on the expansion packs, and it's yeah, 30 bucks and then, each for those. Uh, so. Yeah, see, now I'm glad I didn't buy it. And then yeah. what they did in Destiny 2 that Destiny 1 was kind of guilty of, but Destiny 2, like, they didn't even try to hide it. I bought in when it came out. I waited a week, heard a lot of good things, bought it. Yes, it's much better than the first one. Mm-hmm. But I was end-game content by the time the first expansion came out. With the first expansion and the increase in light levels and equipment, I could no longer do like day one end game. It just straight locked it out for anybody who had already bought in and had already been playing it. Because I played, I had a core group of dudes that I played with. I had been doing the end game, you know, like running stuff at the end, like for every bit of two weeks. And farming. Yeah. And, you know, dude, just like typical that style of game, you know, like running the dungeon stuff and or the raids mm-hmm. and all that. But then as soon as that first expansion came out, boom. Oh, you know, you don't have access to this anymore. And it's like, are you f- kidding me? Like, I was just playing it yesterday. And oh, so, yep, done. Done with that hey, game. Paywall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's divide the player base. Yeah. Great. And in a bad way, at least one, Destiny 1 was guilty of the same thing, but they never took content away from you that you already had access to. You just were left behind going on to the new, which sucks, but I get that. Destiny 2, nope, straight, you can't do this anymore. Like, hmm, interesting. So, garbage. Although, I will say it, it is... The instant download for Humble Bundle this month. And uh, that's right. if you kind of follow the trends of like what is to be expected, you know, like kind of the style of games uh, that might come with that this month, like I bought it just because, you know, I would run through the first story on Destiny 2 again for 12 bucks, And then like, I'm sure if that's the first game they're giving you, like there's probably going to be some stuff that's worth that. But other than that, Destiny. it's fair enough uh let me uh sprint through nintendo real quick and i got two more games i want to cover from 2017 to e3 yeah um nintendo uh had uh legend of zelda dlc uh we had xenoblade chronicles 2 um what else uh two mario games we had uh mario plus rabbits kingdom battle we had uh mario super mario odyssey which were huge because they were like hey we got a we got the switch console you got a mario game go get it like get it yeah (laughs) it's like throwing bread to birds odyssey's like hailed as one of the best marios of all time yeah that's what i've heard that's That's what what i've heard heard too and matt has it i've seen him play it you know it reminds me of the n64 era like just this, yes. this, this feeling again of Nintendo of oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be something amazing. <laughs> this is their time to again. shine, man. I a Switch is on the top of my list. I've just I've hit yep. the point in life where like 
you know, I'm just old enough to where $300 is like a make or break month for me. So I haven't been able to buy one, unfortunately. I buy other dumb things like graphics cards. So. <laughs> I, I realize that I have, you know, my PC here and I'm all set with that. And a Switch is like the perfect enticing gaming experience that i can uh yeah i don't have to dig out my old psp you know my home right. psp that i've got old nintendo games on i can just take a switch with me arguably i think i agree with that how how many looks do you think i'd get at gamestop if i went to trade in my scorpio my day one xbox one x for a switch oh, wow. i don't know i honestly don't know i, I just because... don't, yeah, I don't play it anymore yeah oh oh man oh man i know i, I saw it i saw this online i know it was a custom thing that somebody made but i want it so they've got the the, the different you know the, the they've got the gray joy con whatever controllers yeah that, that are like bleh whatever you know throw it out uh you've you got the neon ones which are ooh, that's nice you know yeah uh but flashy. then s somebody made the the well i didn't i didn't see that what i saw was the uh a homemade clear purple Game Boy oh, Color. No. Oh, right oh, in the heart. Oh, man. Oh, I was man. like, oh, like I, I will buy those from you, good sir. No, like, no right. doubt. Probably cost you as much as the Switch. Probably. Oh, man. <laughs> Worth it? Oh. Worth it. Man, if they if they came back with the clear purple, oh, man. it would be huge. Everybody oh, would be buying it. Dude, it, it would yeah. be, if it... I'm sure if they did, it would be like a limited edition anniversary set and it would be gone, gone in 10 minutes and impossible yep. to buy unless you decided yep. to like sign over your liver. <laughs> See, they have an opportunity with the Switch again like they did with the N64 with the the console. Well, not so much the consoles, a little bit of the consoles, but the controllers for the N64, the uh, Game Boy colors themselves that they should just sell the exact same thing in tons of colors, tons of different, just basic color variations. No. And people are going to buy all of them. Like at some yeah. point, people are going to buy multiples of your product. And that's a win. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. No <laughs> doubt. Especially you're hitting the market because all the guys that are, you know, guys and gals, um, all the gamers, if you will, that are buying up like the modern stuff are, you know, we had our start. I'm guessing everybody here's first console was probably a Nintendo of some sort. Like we're mm -hmm. just right at that age. And now Nintendo's doing like adult driven games. Like look at breath of the wild and yeah. Oh my God. That would be They're so playing good. into the generation that they started yeah, with. They're like growing so up good. with us. They're finally giving back, which is great because for mm -hmm. so long, like, you were like, Nintendo, what's happening? What are you doing? Nintendo, stop. Right. <laughs> stop making DS games. Like, what, <laughs> what are these even? There's a thousand of them. I don't know what any of them are. It's like their, their angsty, rebellious face. <laughs> they went to art good. school and, you know, yeah. started, started hanging out in back alleys. <laughs> Smoking the reefer. Smoking the reefer. <laughs> Guys, what, what, is, what are you even making here? Literally. <laughs> All right, but what else we got? Okay, so we have... Um, Monster Hunter World received a 9.5. Yes. Got great, great reviews. Now, I must apologize for this because I... Or, hang on. Maybe I shouldn't say it like that because you got to edit it. Man, I... I beep! I beep all over that game. <laughs> I was not kind to that game last year yeah, at all. Really? I was like, this game looks terrible. 
Like, I don't understand why anyone would want to play this. Like, and the footage didn't look great, like, if, like visually. I still mm-hmm. stand by that. But when it came out, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, as soon as I saw some gameplay after the release, I'm like, I want this game. Like, this is yeah. really cool. Have you ever played oh, a Monster Hunter before? On PC. I had on DS or whatever. So I've got briefly. Monster Hunter 4 for 3DS and, like, oh, my God. God, did that game take hours of my life. I I didn't let myself buy it for console, though, when it came out. But I've got a couple of friends that just, that's all they play now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it comes out on PC in October. Yes. So get, get ready. Yes. So, yeah, sick I'm waiting of, on Sick that. of that PS4 crowd hoarding all the good Assemble games. Assemble the crew. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for when it comes out on PC. We're going to start. That's that's, there have been rotations of multiplayer games. I would say that our Discord has been going through startups and some awesome monster raids. I oh, will, yeah. I will so be on board. You mean I don't have to play God Hunter anymore or God Eater? What do they call it? <laughs> Got it booted up. I don't once. know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. God Eater. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a. I've heard of it. I think it's PC's Monster Hunter. Um, same, same, but different. It's got but guns. Different. It's like straight anime style. Even though Monster Hunter kind of okay. is too. But it is, I don't know, wasn't a fan. I've played a lot of Monster Hunter on my Game Boy or DS. Don't, don't let the Nintendo guys know I called it a Game my Boy. My brain went to Game Boy yeah. Color. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I got God Eater through uh, Humble. And this is meh, not a fan. Right on. Last one I want to cover uh, is is one that's a little bitter, is Hunt Showdown. Ooh, why is that bitter? Temporarily bitter, yeah, I hope. Temporarily no, I've bitter. Had, I think when that game started giving us troubles, like we acceptingly just put it down because like mm-hmm. everything yeah. about this game I love. I am not going to hate this game, so like we'll step away from it and like I'll come back mm-hmm. to it as it gets more stable. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, yeah. it was it was released and like I would say that people like jumped on it, but yeah, it, it got real big real quick. Yeah, it was still early on and it's. It needed more time. <laughs> it did. It definitely needed more time. Probably like three, four months at least before yeah. it even hit early access. And I, I'll tell you, I mean, you guys know I've lost seven hunters to server disconnects yeah. in oh, that game. Man. And I have not been refunded the gold I spent on them. And I don't mm-hmm. get them back because of just server errors. I can't play that game anymore or I'm going to put a hole through this wall. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> for, it's just so infuriating. For a game that's like soul like anxious driven loop is permadeath that is unacceptable that's just not cool yeah it's not cool oh man so i'm gonna give it a few months yeah i'll try it again Um, yeah give it some time i'm definitely coming back to it i've heck we had a lot of fun in it you know before it started really acting up it seemed like it uh i'm sure they were expecting it to be popular but it got kind of carried away and the servers just couldn't seem to handle it yep Yep. and stability is pretty bad stability is bad the first, the first time that Blake and I, that I played with Blake, was uh, we were looking for the spider. We were just trying to get a couple clues, and the very first one that we got, we found the spider. Oh God! Like it at was our right location. There, at our location, uh. I was like, "Yeah, all right, let's go." I guess. And Blake's like, "I was kind of hoping to live." <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I don't remember who I tried to introduce. Today. I think it was Chris. And he was yeah. like, "Okay, so what do we do?" And he's just running around like shooting. I'm like, "Dude, you need to." be you you need to silence your weapon uh, i was trying to explain to him that any noise you heard in the game was like 
player what cued. Yeah, player driven. And yeah. uh mm-hmm. that we were like sitting there and like heard some birds kick up and he was like, Oh, you know, what where are we going? And like we found the spider as well. And he's just like frantically trying to shoot it. And I was like, No, we need to pull back. Like I'm s i am I swear I heard a gunshot over there. And then like next thing you know, I turn around, boom. He's like, what happened? Boom, we're both dead. I was like, yeah. like he's like, this game's <laughs> dumb or something. Yeah. Like it's dumb. And that's, he was like, well, that wasn't very fun. <laughs> like, well, like, there went my level game, 10 yeah. hunter. Like, I'm done. I'm going back to golf with friends. Ah, uh, <laughs> golf with friends. That's oh, a good hunt one. Is, I, I was good. We did we did break the system though. We we created our own squad because we timed everything right and got both of our two-player games to jump. Oh, yes. The four we, died, we died before we could get to I each know. other. <laughs> Who was that? That was you two and me and, uh, was it Sat or? Sat. Probably Sat. I think it was yeah. Sat. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Who that died? Was, cool. was it one of you that two? I think that we Probably. did die. Oh. I'm pretty sure we, right before we got to where we were going to meet up. Yeah. But everything on the map, everything matched, like, it, we knew we were gunshots were all mm-hmm. the same and everything. Right. Yeah. We went like, do you hear this? <laughs> yeah. And then, then we, I wonder why shot. I died. Yeah. Oh. So I got one, I got one I want to bring up here that will transition yep. us into our next little segment. Throw it in. You may be skeptical, but I'm not, I'm hopeful. Anthem. Anthem. I feel like is the game I have been waiting for, man. Okay. Like Anthem all the way. Anthem. Have I mentioned Anthem? Anthem, by the way. <laughs> so anthem is the Anthem. anthem. I, I cannot wait. Anthem. It's it's like a Destiny-esque game, but it looks like they're doing it right, and you actually build your, like, mech suit, your, like, personal-sized mech suit. It's not like a giant bot or anything. It's just like a combat suit. It's mechanized, and you can fly wherever you want, and it's got, like, crazy awesome weapons and customization. Is it open world? But here's, or open universe? It is open world. It is open, yeah. Everything's open. There's like one main giant city is the hub, and then the world is wild, and you can go out in it. But here, here's where I'm getting like pretty pumped now. Like I was skeptical because it's EA, and it's one of their new like AAA franchises. But the reason they shut down Mass Effect Andromeda's development was to absorb the entirety of Bioware into the Anthem team. And then they brought back Casey Hudson, who wrote all of the Mass Effect franchise, who directed the Mass Effect franchise, and Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Ooh, so, yep, the, I'm immediately on the board. The first one. He is now the president of BioWare, of the division that's working on Anthem, and they gave them complete control over the story. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, that was the final piece for me, because I didn't really, I wasn't super familiar with everybody working on this team or on this game, you know, I feel like it's going to be really good. I'm looking at I'm it super, right here. Super hopeful. And because honestly, I hadn't heard much, so I'm just kind of thumbing through it and it looks pretty all right. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty pumped up, but I want to see more of it. Right. At E3 this year. Do you think it's anywhere close to being? Um, do you think it'll come out in 2018? No. It actually no. says right sorry, here. Sorry, 2019. Yeah, sorry. that's yes, what it says. It will come out officially delayed until 2019. I think it'll be a spring release game for 2019. But what is what isn't um not to take away this game's thunder, but like how does this look released time frame wise? 2019 is potentially going to be Bethesda's year, 
and rumor has it that they are working on a space-driven, you know, yeah. classic Bethesda RPG. I'm listening. I just briefly yeah. caught word of this on a podcast I listened to last week, and they were talking about, they were actually talking about E3 this year, and they were like, you know, we probably won't hear anything from Bethesda, just talking about the time frames of how they release their games. But mm-hmm. rumor has it that they are working on, you know, their Skyrim Fallout-driven RPG, but it is going to be a space-based game. Awesome. And I hope I hope they add in a third into that rotation. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. I agree. They have already announced. They said this. Their quote is, "We're bringing a healthy slate of games to E3 this year." Yes, was their direct quote. So, but maybe, maybe we'll get. Elder Scrolls 6, probably not. Yeah, probably uh, not. Probably definitely get another expansion for ESO Online from them. Yeah. Um, or ESO Online is, I guess. That, and then they've had this ESO. studios working <laughs> on... Uh, who did they have do uh, Doom? That's been... It's a, id, right? Yeah, that's been a couple years now, hasn't it? Or at least what's left of it. What's left of it. Um, but, I mean, they made Prey as well, and they also make Dishonored. Like, Bethesda's got some solid yeah, studios oh, and franchises no under doubt, their belt. No doubt. You know? It'll be interesting to see what they bring. And then, yeah, they're always doing... Wasn't Bethesda, though, was uh, Wolfenstein as well, yeah? Yes. Yeah. They're always... They always bring their A game. Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. they made Wolfenstein. Dude, what if they announce uh, Skyrim Shelter? Oh my <laughs> god. That's their big reveal. Skyrim. Now, Skyrim now you have shelter. Skyrim on your phone. <laughs> Create what? your dungeon. Because why not? Create your own dungeon. Oh that'd, man. That'd be horrible. Uh, Blake, you want to give us a, a quick run through of uh, games I want to see? Games you want. Games, games I want to see. see. Let's do it real quick here. Let me pull up my list because I'm not prepared. Joey, you're next. Okay. Okay. Games I want to see this year. Splinter Cell. Oh my Where's god. Where's it been? It's been stealthing around for like it's six years. Sl- it's too good at what and it didn't does. Didn't they just have him in to do a bunch of voice acting for Wildlands? Right. So so here's the thing. I know that they talked about how they wanted a younger actor for, you know, um, Blacklist. And they were like, we're gonna, we want him to do the mocap and everything yeah. so it's more realistic. And he didn't think he could physically do the role that way. Come to find out in an interview he did for all the stuff he did in Wildlands that he had cancer during that time. Oh, shoot. And I think that that was more of a factor, and he was just trying to keep it on under the, wraps. On the you know? yeah. Because it was not like public, explicit public knowledge that he was going through that. So I think I think that we're going to get old Ironside back. Oh, if we get or, another uh, Splinter Cell, hate me for it if you want, but I hope it's in like, Metal Gear Solid 5 sandbox fashion because that would be tight. Oh, man. That would be tight. He's still my heart. Oh. <laughs> my goodness, that would be incredible. Um, the problem with that is they probably wouldn't be able to do it as good as Metal Gear Solid 5. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, Cyberpunk. sailed. <laughs> yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. That is... I've uh, been waiting on this game for like eight years. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, what is it, almost ten years now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they already announced that they're bringing a new unnamed or a new unrevealed RPG to E3 this year, CD Projekt Red. So we all know what it is already. Right. They've been teasing this game for the last you know two three years pretty hard. Um, moving away from that, while that's going to be amazing, rumor is we may get 
Battlefield Bad Company 3 this year instead of a World War II release, which I think would be great because I love the Bad Company games. Uh, I still think that Bad Company 2 has the best multiplayer like I've ever played, probably. Okay. Uh, to this day. Bad Company would be well-received. Yeah, I think it would. And people have been dying for it for years, right. even, before, even before Battlefield 1. Like, people are just so... Yeah, people are so burnt out on that genre. Like, we need a reintroduction mm-hmm. to, like, what was loved about that genre. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I talked about Anthem already. Here's the big one. Halo 6. No Halo 6. Just, just give me a tease, they're guys. They're due for it, I don't even they? Need, What is it, five, you know? four years now? It's we're coming up on three. This is year number three, and then where so, they have not—they've broken the marketing formula for Halo, which is something they've never done. It's always tease one year, trailer next year, release at the end of that year. So let me ask it's you this: as far as Halo did. Six, because um, I know you are the Halo guy, do you think they'll do anything with Halo Six? Who did they put in charge of like fixing the Master Chief Collection? So. The Master Chief Collection was actually done by an external studio with 343's like assistance. Like they they helped them with some and things. Then, but didn't 343 they just was making it, Halo Five? Didn't they just take it over to like fix it? They did. So does yeah, that 343 uh, was like, give us that. We'll, does, we'll do it. <laughs> does that discourage you that they would be working on that and not a Halo Six, or does that maybe no. imply that Halo Six is far enough along that they had time to do something else? Well, they actually, they they brought in an entire another team to work on Master Chief Collection alongside Halo Which 6. Just under Halo. their discretion. Right, yeah, that's all part of okay, 343. I follow you. But it's like a separate division, if you will. Not the guys like, that would be up and running on Halo 6. Yep. And uh, rumor is that Halo 6 is going to be the game that gives us that generational refresh. Even more so, so than Halo 5 did. I hope so. I enjoyed I Halo 5. so far behind on I had a lot of fun with that game. I do love 5, but I love some things about 5. But I'm a story guy, and the story was not great in Halo <laughs> 5. It, was, it wasn't that it was bad. It was just like a letdown yeah. for me, personally. Because Master Chief is the reason, one of the main reasons I love this series. And I love the whole aspect of looking at him from an outside lens, like mm-hmm. through Locke's perspective, whatever. But I didn't want to play all but three levels as Locke. Right. You know, right. I don't like Locke as a character that much to where, you know, he's the main like antagonist for the whole thing. Right. Um, yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, Joe, Sorry, yeah, what games do you want to see? Um, cut me off. Let's see. <laughs> gotta cut me off. Um, man, I'm just... I would say, as far as what I want to see, just because I'm tired of hearing the buzz of what it's going to be, um, show me a new Borderlands. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a diehard Borderlands guy, but like I enjoyed it a lot. So I'm curious to see that. And then I would say what I'm most excited about the potential of is uh, call me crazy on this one too, but a Switch is on the top of my list. So like I probably at some point this year will own one. Show me an adult version of a Pokemon game. Yes. I want a full (laughs) RPG experience on my TV that is Pokemon that's not the GameCube version. Um, What was that one that they did on GameCube that just... Pokemon Pokemon Snap? No. Stadium. Uh, Stadium. Was it Stadium? It was the no. it was the next like iteration, yeah, of that, iteration. like series. Because there was N sixty four and then there were two. 
Pokemon Stadium was games it, on GameCube. Was it like Pokemon XD or maybe something that's like what that? it was? Uh, maybe. Um, Imagine Skyrim and Pokemon yeah, put together. That's it, what I want right there. Was it Coliseum? Is what it was. Coliseum because yes. Pokemon Stadium one and two were on N sixty four. Coliseum one and yeah, two. Yeah, and that was like game kind two. of a bad take on a like open world quote unquote. Like sure, but look at how good like Sun and Moon are on DS, and like, mm-hmm. but those are still kind of like younger audience driven. So like, we got the Switch now. I want to see a real Pokemon game, and I think that would make my inner childhood just scream up and down for sure. Sun and Moon are the last ones that they're doing for DS. Right, they have announced so everything's gonna be on Switch from now on. So mm-hmm. that's what I would like to see, and then good. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I I think that's probably about it. Um, trying to think if there was anything. I want to see more content for Sea of Thieves, but that's probably not an e- Well, actually, it's close enough that they may, you know, they may fall on that a little bit. Um, and I bet you they do. We'll see. Do. Oh, uh, shoot. That's I had a list pulled up and I almost forgot it. Uh, the Last of Us 2. Yeah. Um, mm. I'd like to see some of that. Yeah. Um, Prove to me it's going to be good. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That I I have high hopes for that. That was one of the games I bought a PS4 at one point just to play Uncharted 4 and to play The Last of Us Remastered. So the trailer for that game looks pretty good. Prove to me it's worth my money. Solid, solid list. Okay, man. Uh, I'm going to shoot through mine real quick. Give it to me, Brian. All right. So here's what we got. Uh, I predict Super Smash for Switch. We'll get some more stuff for that. Great prediction. Great. Metroid Prime 4. We'll actually get some oh. some more solid stuff for that. Um, they touched on. I'm pretty sure they touched on a little bit last year. Not that much, though. Um, one suggestion that I heard was a uh, new Mario Party. I Ooh. think with a Switch, that could be pretty sweet. Do they have a Mario Party um, for the Switch? That'd be great. They don't. They yeah. haven't done a Mario Party in a Necessary, especially with the way Probably the Switch is you. branded. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, like you said, uh, Pokemon Pokemon game on the Switch. Um, last year, they talked about a new Yoshi game. I'm sure we're going to see some more about that. Uh, maybe a new Paper Mario. Uh, but those cool. are all, those are super Nintendo, all Nintendo stuff. Um, I'm wondering if maybe Titanfall 3. Ooh, I think that's likely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Titanfall 2 just went on, went on sale. So I could yeah, see getting people talking about see that it being a before. possibility. Yeah, I've heard Titan a lot Ball of Titanfall is buzz. an incredible game. Mm. It's so good. One of the best campaigns I've played in years. Mm. See if they can do it again. Ooh, speaking of campaign, did you hear the new Call of Duty is is not going to have, no, have no, a, no, yeah, no single player. That's uh, I don't know. That's crazy. It's a bold strategy, know. Cotton. Well, let's, see. let's see how it plays let's out. See how it plays. <laughs> bold strategy, Cotton. Uh, I think there might be some kind of Souls game teased, mm. maybe. Interesting. And think they'll have a new gears anything on a new gears i hope not let it die <laughs> i i don't i don't think we will at this e3 they're actually uh working they're uh, partnered with a different studio on a different franchise at the moment uh, uh, the coalition is so i'd rather see I think they're kind of preoccupied anyway, so yeah they can only have one or the other <laughs> i mean you're we're obviously going to have our fifas our maddens our nba um yeah also i just realized when I was making this list that uh, NBA 2K12 is called 2K12 because it's made by 2K. 
Like, yeah. So, so it doesn't yeah, mean like I never realized that. A little bit meta. Realized little, little bit meta. 2000. Yeah, that was the <laughs> that was the play on words there. Oh. Uh, two big ones. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three. We gotta we gotta see something. Or it's or gotta, just just forget it. Just just <laughs> drop it. It's suffering from uh, Duke Nukem syndrome at this point, yes. where it started production way too long ago, and it's been working on just for too long all the mechanics and all the like references are almost outdated but you can see in the, some of the trailers like they've got some some newer updated stuff in it because they had been in production so long they went well we may as well take longer and use some of these new IPs and and you know throw mm-hmm. some new levels in there right for um, sure but it's a it's it's a leaf in the wind who knows i don't yeah. even We'll see. It's sink or swim <laughs> at this point with it. And the one, third one, or the last one that I want, Watch Dogs 3. Give me, yep. give me, I don't care about the rest of the world. <laughs> give me specifically Watch Dogs 3. Watch Dogs 3. <laughs> I love, I love your love for that. Which, uh, which of Ubisoft studios does Watch Dogs? It's not the same studio that does Wildlands, is it? No. 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 Okay. I want to say it's one of their like s- different city-based studios. It's probably like Ubisoft yeah. Montreal, right. probably. I think it is because I, I think that they've actually referenced it in Watch Dogs. What are we? They what did. are we due for? We're due for either Watch Dogs or a Division Two. Ooh. I would say it'd be more likely to have Division. Yeah. Because Watch Dogs Two, I think. When was that? Uh, They're probably on a three-year dev yeah. cycle since it's open mm-hmm. world. But Watch ooh. Dogs Three, though, I don't think supposed in theory supposed to be in. England. Oh, oh, that would be yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tease that they that they let at the end of the game, um, where the the it had some numbers and it had a phone call and all you heard was the voice, and it led up to like people cracked it out and it came out to be this location in uh, England. So that would okay. Be, I got one last one to awesome. throw in, and then we gotta, go. we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta we gotta get out of here. The Marvel game by Square Enix, the Avengers Marvel game that we have heard almost nothing about that Square Enix and Marvel partnered on. I want to see I want to see a full on trailer. I want to see how they're going to make that. Work. Yeah, how yeah. is that yeah. going to what are they just going to take? Uh, what was it that just got the studio got canned? Is it like a big boy version of Marvel Heroes? I don't think it's anything like that. This is supposed to be like a story driven. Right. like. I don't know, like regular adventure style game with all the different heroes. All right. So I'd be down. Show me a trailer. Yeah, yeah I agree. Show me a trailer. Yeah, show me trailer. something. Hey everybody, that's our show for this week. Hope you're as excited as we are for E3. This week, we have a special announcement for everyone. After a few super-secret closed-door meetings, we've decided to make a permanent addition to the team. Starting in episode 52, Joey Trowbridge will be joining bit by bit as an additional full-time podcast host. That's right, guys. We love having Joey on so much that we convinced him to move right in. Joey's been an amazing addition to the team and always brings a great personality, so it definitely fit having him come on as a full-time host. So jump in the Discord, give him a shout-out, and help him feel right at home. 
Special shout out to our content manager, Zane, our sysadmin, Matt, and our awesome wives, as always. Music for this episode was provided by Jazar at betterwithmusic.com, copyright code CCBY-SA. Just as a reminder all, it is getting close to summertime, so go outside, enjoy some fresh air, mow the lawn, drink some Mountain Dew Baja Blast, and uh, write in to Bit by Bit Podcast. You know, all those things you do in the summer. We can be found at bitxbitpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up and give us some topics and be a part of the show. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Go forth, enjoy your day, do something good for the world, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.